What's up, y'all? Welcome back to the We Got Us Conversation Tour for our Season 2, Episode 2. Today, we are honored and privileged to be joined by Ms. Kat Jamie, director of Finding Big Country, the short film. How are we doing today? Pretty good. How are you doing? I am grateful for life and opportunity to be here today. Yeah, nice. Um, so, Finding Big Country is Kat's 43-minute masterpiece on documenting her mission to find her childhood basketball hero, Bryant Reeves. But before we talk about the film and what you're going to be working on in the future, something I find so beautiful is the sport of basketball is an incredible, incredible platform mm -hmm. for connecting people of all walks of socioeconomical demographics. Mm -hmm. Well, otherwise we have nothing in common. So we wouldn't be sitting here without basketball right now, right? So, sure, yeah, yeah. So take me through like what made you fall in love with the game. So I have an older brother and always wanted to be exactly like him. So when he was, you know, as a kid, when he was into baseball, I was into baseball. When he was into hockey, I was into hockey. And then um, like all the kids his age, Michael Jordan, like during that Michael Jordan era, like he just started playing basketball and mm. fell in love with the game. And again, like I want to be exactly like him. So I started to start to play basketball. When, but the thing about that was that I was, when I picked up the basketball, I found that I was nat just naturally just really good at playing like if you watch you know in finding big country there's like yeah. clips of me as a kid and i'm like really good like behind the back between the legs yeah. like my shot is actually like because i'm a coach too yeah. and so when i look at that footage i'm like my my form is like is excellent like yeah. it's so it's yeah it's like the one yeah it's the one thing that i was like naturally good at as a kid and so it was perfect timing though because i was you know i was six about six years old mm -hmm. when that happened and that was that was kind of when the Grizzlies, no, that is when the Grizzlies came to town. So mm -hmm. it was sort of like this, like, it was perfect timing. It really sealed the deal for my love of the game. Um, because as a kid, being able to go and watch all these superstars mm -hmm. in, our, in my own backyard, it just like fueled my love for the game. Mm -hmm. And it made me be like, okay, that's what I want to do. Mm -hmm. When I grow old, when, when I get older, like I want to play in that same arena. Um, so that was mm -hmm. sort of like, it was my, a mix of my, my, my brother and, and the Vancouver Grizzlies. Do you remember your first Grizzly game? I, I, I know what, I don't know if I remember, um, I don't know if it was my first Grizzlies game. Like I, I remember memories here and there of like different things. Like I remember mm. one of my most vivid memories is when Charles Barkley and the Houston Rockets were in town. And mm. I think Charles Barkley, that was like maybe one of the most famous players that I ever saw. Right. And I remember like we had seats above like the gate where the opponents mm. come in and out. And oh, I remember, no yeah, I remember just being like, just like he's so like he's so close to me like yeah. like that's Charles Barkley and he was like it like yeah. live in person and he's right there and that was again like so magical like I, I'll never forget what it felt like to be um, to be at those games as a kid and that's yeah. you know that's kind of why I make I make these films like I want to make a film that starts a conversation to get a team back to the NBA yeah. and it's not because of me like honestly like I do like the NBA mm. Um, I don't follow it as religiously, mainly because we don't have a team to our, you know, our own home team. Um, when Nash, when the Grizzlies left, I was a huge Nash fan, like mm. Dallas to Phoenix, like he was my guy. Um, okay, I think you were forgetting a stop. <laughs> Dallas to Phoenix to... Oh, LA, you're right, you're right. Yeah, 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 you're right, sorry about that, you're right. I was like, what did you You're right, LA, the most... Laker, Laker yeah, yeah, legend, Laker, Laker, Laker legend yeah. Steve Nash. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> Oh man, I was excited. I was like excited for him when he. I was like, oh, it's gonna be super oh, yeah. cool to Oops, see. To like, Howard for yeah, days. <laughs> yeah, man. But unfortunately, it didn't happen. Yeah. Um, but um, 
But yeah, like I want a team for the, this next generation of ballers here in Vancouver. Mm. Like it was, you know, I feel like um, it's something that's missing in our community. It's something yeah. that's missing in, in the youth basketball scene today. Yeah. And, you know, our the basketball scene in Vancouver is great, but I think that if we had a team, it could be so much like, yeah. if you go to Toronto and you see what the scene is like yeah. there for, you know, and there are the, the, the kids and the youth there. Yeah. And I, mainly because of the Toronto Raptors and mm. what that team has done for the community. Yeah. World champion Raptors. Yeah, the champion Raptors, yeah. yeah. I think thankfully, kids now grow up, like when we were kids, mm -hmm. if we didn't watch the Grizzly game, we wouldn't have access to another game for maybe a week. Mm -hmm. Like there's probably like two nationally broadcasted games, but thankfully with the proliferation of technology, if yeah. some kids growing up as a huge Kyrie fan, huge Trey Young fan, like lead yeah. pass yeah. technologies has, shrink the world and it's allowed them to still, it's not the same impact of yeah. going down there and be like, can I shake Trey Young's yeah. hand? But I, I have access to Trey Young all the time. Totally, yeah. Okay, moving on to the film, Fighting Pig Countries, to me and to a lot of, I hope I speak on behalf of a lot of people, is an incredible, incredible piece, almost cathartic piece of closure for getting our, our team taken away from us. Yeah. If we're to take like a 10,000 foot view, mm -hmm of everything that that whole process start to finish mm -hmm. what provides you with the most joy when you reflect upon that whole process oh man um it's a good question uh there's yeah yeah pat on your back <laughs> um uh, i mean i love i love screening the film like i love watching the film with audiences especially like vancouver grizzlies fans mm. um it's so much fun to see everyone's reaction especially when like when they see Bryant for the first time, mm. and especially, and, and especially, um, they uh, talking to them afterwards and hearing what they had previously thought about Bryant before they watched the film and mm. their their feelings towards him after. Because one of my goals was to flip the narrative. Because mm. you know, um, before Finding My Country, you know, Bryant got a lot of slack, mm. especially here in Vancouver. Mm -hmm. You know, you bring up the Grizzlies, the first thing people would say was like, "Why did we?" Why do we draft this guy? Blah blah. blah. But you know, um, after you know, I was again like such a childhood fan of his. I didn't mm -hmm. care about any of that. In fact, as a kid, I didn't know that the Grizzlies were that bad because yeah. I just had so much fun at the games. Yeah. Um, and what, when I finally did my research and I got to like know under and understand his story, like it's mm -hmm. so incredible when you think about it. You know, it's it. There's so many people who play basketball. Like it's so hard and very rare to make it that far to play in the NBA, mm -hmm. and for him, a kid who you know is from this super small town in you know Gans, Oklahoma, yeah. to make it that far is like truly incredible. Absolutely. And the fact that he didn't lose himself, he didn't like mm -hmm. he stayed true to his roots. He's yeah. you know an amazing role mo model, friend, family, yeah. father, you know son, brother. Yeah. It just makes his story that much better. Yeah. Um, so that's one of my favorite things. The the next favorite thing for me was, you know, finding out that he is, you know, as advertised. Like he's mm. like, he was such a great guy. Yeah. He um, was so kind to me and my team when we were there. Yeah, yeah. And the cool, the, 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 like the thing that I loved learning about him the most was that he loved being a Vancouver Grizzly. Like that was super cool. Yeah, that he, sweet. yeah, like he didn't ask for a trade. Yeah. He never, like he enjoyed it here and like, when you watch the film and you see him in like his, his, um, you know, what he calls his like man cave or <laughs> here in like his yeah. gym, like it's like he's proud, like he, with the Vancouver Grizzlies logo on the gym. Stuff. Yeah, and like on the, he, the Grizzlies logo on the gym floor and then his man cave is just like filled with Grizzlies mem memorabilia. Yeah. Like he's proud to be 
he's proud to play here. Yeah. And from you know that era, there are so many players who didn't want to be here. Yeah. So it was just super nice. Like I was actually kind of scared when I asked him that question. Like, what yeah. did you, what are your thoughts about yeah. you know Vancouver and like did you want to play here? Did you yeah. ask for a trade? And he's like, no, like yeah. I loved it there. Yeah. And so as a childhood fan, like that was really cool to hear. That's beautiful, and I think that's great that he is in your words as advertised and yeah. i also think like it's a blessing and a disguise for him to blessing in disguise yeah. for him to play when he played yeah imagine if he no. played in like the social media era now like yeah. all like the pre-game fits and stuff like totally he'd be like out of my yeah, face yeah, yeah. <laughs> i don't care about like does not yeah. care about any of that yeah. stuff yeah, okay. yeah him walking along with like russell westbrook and yeah like, what the heck is yeah, going yeah. on yeah that's super true yeah yeah um so kind of shifting in transitioning to our next question in regards to current day contemporary culture of, uh, of youth landscape, mm -hmm. instant gratification and feedback instantaneously is huge, mm -hmm. like Tinder, Snapchat, yeah. Instagram, even like when you go purchase something, Amazon, you get it back right away. Totally, or, yeah. However, at one point in the film, yeah. actually it's one of my favorite points of the film, you were in your office and then you yeah. were calling someone, you were like, what if we can't finish this? We don't have the resources. Yeah, yeah. Right? And like. So what, what got you to push through that period of mm -hmm. doubt and you were like, yeah, let me, and, and to cross the finish line with such mm -hmm. grace and to complete such a, yeah. in my eyes, a masterpiece for you. Thank you, I appreciate yeah. that. Um, I mean, so like when you're making a film, like you have to get funded, you have to get backers, you have like, so I was pitching this film for like two years, you know, got many rejections. But you when you're- how many? Uh, a lot. Okay. Yeah, I can't remember. Just, you know, a lot of people were just like, no one cares about the Grizzlies. No, Canada, Canadians don't like basketball. Mm. Like, no one's going to care. And mm. and I kept being like, in my head, I was like, you don't understand. Like, mm. 90s nostalgia is huge. And NBA in the 90s nostalgia is huge. Like, everyone's wearing Grizzly stuff now. Mm. Um, and, like, people want, people are going to care. And so, um, but yeah, so I was pitching. So, you know, at that time when I was pitching, I have no no one behind me, mm. I don't know where big country is, but I have to sell the fact that, hey, I'm gonna do this, and like, you have to trust that I'm going to get this done. <laughs> there, so there's like, you know, you have to have this confidence, but at, at the same time, there is that like, there's that voice in your head that's like, okay, well, how am I actually gonna do this? I live in Vancouver, <laughs> Canada. He is in Gans, Oklahoma. Yeah. How, like, how am I actually gonna find him? Mm. Um, but you just have to, one of my favorite quotes for one of my film mentors is, um, uh, when, you're, when, it, when your intentions are pure, the angels will come. And I like truly believe that. And that is like, that I feel encompasses, <laughs> yeah, it's a good, it's a good one. That like encompasses, I feel like, finding big country and like how I was able to get this made. Um, you know, I wanted it, it thankfully, and I, and I, you know, I always say this to people, like I, I led with my heart. That's how I. That's how I got this film made. Nice. So, if, like, even when I find, like, a lot of this ends up on the cutting room floor. But like, when I phone everyone from Oklahoma, because I'm mm. cold calling people. That's mm. what we have to remember. Like, right. I'm cold calling people from a 604 number to people who don't know who I am in yeah. Oklahoma. Right. And there, I have five seconds to sell myself. Otherwise, they're gonna hang up. Yeah. Right. Because they think they're gonna think I'm a yeah. telemarketer or whatever. Yeah. So I'm like, and I like pre-wrote what I was gonna say, and I was, you know, practice it, and it was like. Hi, my name is Kat Jamie. I'm a child of Vancouver Grizzlies fan. Um, I, I grew up in Vancouver. I, I love the Grizzlies. I want to be the first girl to play in the NBA. That didn't happen. I became a filmmaker, and now my dream is to tell the story of the, uh, like Brian Reeves. Can you help me? 
and everyone was like, Born. yeah, sure, like, <laughs> of course, you know, um, and I think it's funny because when, when, um, when I talked to people before, or sorry, when I talked to these people who now, like, I've become friends with, mm. who, you know, were the gatekeepers and who, mm. who opened the door for me to get to Brian, uh, um, you know, they were like, you know, you, I, I'll backtrack by saying I'm not the first one who to think of this idea. There are many reporters and journalists who have tried to get in touch with the country. But once they hit that first brick wall, they're like, okay, that's it. Oh, yeah. You know, I have to find something else. Yeah. Versus like, I, I would hit that brick wall, but I kept going because, again, this is like one of my, this is my dream, yeah. one of my dream projects. Um, and uh, when I was talking to all his friends who I actually, who I ended up getting in touch and they were the gatekeepers to Bryant, they were yeah. like, you know, I kind of, I backdoored him. And like, you know, I used back channels to get yeah. to, to Bryant and yeah. I, I went to people who knew and, tr and who, who, you know, knew him and, and who he trusted. Um, and I got to, you know, befriend them. And thankfully, you mm. know, everyone was so kind um, and really helped, um, you know, help convince Bryant that, that, you know, I, that to give me a shot to mm. talk to me. That is a life lesson right there for any kid, like earn <laughs> yeah. the trust of people around the person you're looking to talk to. <laughs> yeah. And then eventually that yeah, will come, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. Yeah, that's very, very powerful. I like, continue to run through that brick wall. Is yeah. Sometimes you're very close to. Totally. Or, or at least find a way around it. You don't have to run through it all the yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. Just be yeah. persistent. I, yeah, I yeah, just be persistent and lead with your heart. Yeah, I love that. And yeah. when your intentions are pure, yeah. angels will help. Yeah. Or yeah. angels will come. Uh, when your intentions are pure, angels will come. I love that. Yeah. Okay. Speaking of angels. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. The initial uh, premise and the goal of my podcast was similar yeah. to you. I, I wanted to build this enough to uh, speak with my own childhood basketball hero, Mr. Kobe Bryant, one day I like yeah. have this type of conversation yeah. at center floor, yeah. Staples Center, which unfortunately won't happen until uh, at the time of filming, Kobe just passed away last week in Calabasas. And that helicopter, tragic helicopter crash, rest in paradise to uh, Kobe and the other eight souls. Yeah. Which we'll still have, I'm, I'm confident we'll still get a chance to have that conversation in heaven. Yeah. Whenever yeah. that comes. Yeah. But for you, for, for you to actually um, have that with Brian. Yeah. I'm itching to know, like, what was your first raw, uncut, unfiltered thoughts like that came into your mind? You were like, like yeah, freaking out. <laughs> like, for sure, freaking out. I mean, the good thing about, um, I'm a documentary filmmaker, not necessarily like a journal, like a journalist. So yeah. I don't have to adhere to the same kind of like <laughs> rules that journalists have to adhere to. Cause you know, at the heart of it, um, I'm a childhood, I'm a filmmaker, but I'm also a childhood fan. And, um, I mean the whole time, like, you know, I seem pretty composed in the scenes that we've selected to make the cut for Finding the Country, but like, I'm really like kind of freaking out inside. Like this is someone, especially cause I was like, as a kid, like sure I went to a lot of games, but like I was never, I was never like courtside. I was never close enough to talk to anyone. I was always like in the nosebleeds or like pretty far up. Um, I always wanted to be a ball girl. I always wanted to be a kid who got selected to like go play in like the halftime show or whatever, <laughs> but like that never happened. And so I was always like, you know, in the periphery. And so to actually, you know, be invited to Brian's house and spend time with him is like insane. Um, 
it was really cool because like the first few days that we were on, we were there, we would because his you know his gym is on his property. Right. We would go from his gym to his house, mm-hmm. um, and we would like, um, you know, the first one or two days like we would when we were coming from the gym back to his house, we like knock on the door and like his wife or Brian, someone would open the door for us, and you know we would shoot continue shooting. Mm-hmm. But like day three or four. Five, like we were just like going in and out of the house and like someone make know, us breakfast. Yeah, 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 yeah. We didn't get we didn't get that that yeah. comfortable, but I no, that would have been really cool. But yeah. um, we um, we it was crazy because like Bryant would be you know because he, he wakes up super early to start ranching. He starts his day right. early and how early is early? Like I think he, like four or five or maybe maybe five because he works out in the morning and then he does his whole ranching thing, gets right. all that done so that by the time his kids get off school, he can pick them up. Sweet. Um, so at around like 12 or whatnot, he's done or like one and, you know, I see him, I'm walking, you know, back to the man cave from the gym. So I have to like go through the kitchen, go downstairs and I'm just like, he's in his lazy boy chair, like watching TV and in my head, I'm like, what? Like, what is happening? Like, this is insane. Like, this is so crazy. I like pin, like it's too, it's too surreal. Mm. Um, at the very, the last day we were there with them, actually, um, April, his wife, his lovely, super nice wife, they have such a lovely family. Yeah. She actually cooked me and my team dinner. Um, wow. And so we sat, this is, we took, we did Better than the, breakfast. Better than breakfast, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, we put the cameras down because we didn't feel like it was like, it was yeah. just like a moment that we wanted to share. Yeah. Um, they, um, we, we had like some remember. stew, like beef stew from the, from the cattle that they have. Cool. Yeah, it was super good. Like very good, very yeah. like it, they cooked us like an Oklahoma meal. Like the most Oklahoma meal ever. I was yeah, about yeah, to say. yeah, yeah. It was so cool. Yeah, it was very good. Yeah, cool, cool, cool. Okay, um, second to last question here. Yeah. So, as Kobe would teach us, like it's great to reflect upon past accomplishments, but like mm-hmm. now let's build for the future. Next, yeah. Make the next twenty years better than the last twenty years. Yeah. Finding big country, check. Yeah. What's next for Cat Jamie? So finding big country is great because it's opened a lot of doors for me. It's kind of put mm. me, you know, um, you know, it's, I feel like uh, a lot of people will look at me and be like, okay, boy, you know, especially in the sports, sports world, mm. um, you know, I'm usually the only uh, girl in the room mm. and also probably like girl in Asian, like Filipino girl. Mm. So there's a lot of times when I walk into a scrum and I'm the only girl there and everyone's like, who is this like who's this kid? You know she doesn't belong here. Right. Um, but thankfully, with finding my country, like I feel like I've you know I've proven that I've earned the right yeah. to tell these stories. Um, and so yeah, so the next like I have a you know a few films that are in the works. The main one right now is telling the full feature length story of the Vancouver Grizzlies, Amazing. which is what I actually have always wanted to tell. So finding my country is a step was a stepping stone to get to mm. this next step. And thankfully, because of Finding Me Country, um, you know, like it's, it's, uh, we have, um, we have, uh, like it's, 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 it's been a lot easier to sell, um, but I have to like, so, you know, it's, it's been easier to get this one, um, not easy, easier in a way to get it made, but at the same time, I have to think about like Finding Me Country, it was like, there's actually like still like 10 years to get this, this one film made. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Um, because Finding Me Country was was a stepping stone to get there. Right. Yeah. Super, super cool. All right. Last question for yeah. us here. Yeah. I appreciate your time so far. As leaders of our respective communities, mm-hmm. 
I view it as an imperative like badge of honor to pass on what I've learned to the next generation. Mm -hmm. You've given us some fantastic life advice so far, including like when angels call, like, mm -hmm. or sorry, I got it wrong there. When yeah, yeah. your intention is pure, yeah, angels, angels will come. come yeah, yeah. And be persistent, it will go around the wall, yeah. and you'll, you'll, you'll get yeah. to Mr. Reeves apparent, uh, at some point. Yeah. So if, I, if you were sitting across from 16-year-old Kat instead mm -hmm. of me, mm -hmm. To make life a bit easier, you would bestow what life advice? Um, I was thinking, yeah, this is an excellent question. Yes, there, double <laughs> yeah, double, double tap. Um, I think I would say, um, you know, just the, I don't know if there's anything that I would change. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't think I would change anything in my path. Like, I had to go through what I went through to get where I am today, um, and <laughs> yeah, right. and, uh, <laughs> yeah, and like you know, I feel like just I think my advice would be like just pursue, you know, don't don't be so pigeonholed to be like you know, it's this is the I think this is what my career should be, and I'm only gonna do mm. this um, because you know, with finding me country just shows you it's like your passion can like it can it can morph into something else and it can morph into something that's related but bigger or, or you know what I mean? Like with, for example, my dream was to, I wanted to be a basketball player. Mm. But obviously didn't, yeah, totally. But it didn't pan out the way that I wanted to, but I made it into something else that was even more me than I realized at the, at the time. Because right. um, I, I, when I was 16, I was also into filmmaking. Um, mm. And I always like kind of, I remember, you know, in, in high school and university, I was always torn. Like, do I put do I do I pursue film or do I pursue basketball? And like you can do both, and that's what I'm doing right now, right? And like Beautiful. I think, um, you know, there's very few of us who are going to make it to the NBA or the mm -hmm. WNBA, yeah. but you can still you can still shape the game, you can still influence, you know, um, the game and and be part of that narrative in your own unique way, right. and you don't have to become like an NBA or WNBA superstar to do that. Yeah. And that's what I'm like realizing now. And I, what I think is so like beautiful, mm. um, is that you can, yeah, you can just like be you and you, you can, you can help shape whatever you love, whether it be basketball or something else mm -hmm. in your own way. Yeah. And I, that's absolutely, absolutely beautiful. Mm -hmm. Like, uh, to pay tribute to Kobe one more time, like mm -hmm. he always talked about mama mentality, like, be the best that you can be at your respective craft, right? Totally. It's not just basketball. It yeah. can be singing, it can yeah. be writing, it can yeah. be filmmaking, it yeah. can be we're sitting in Purpose Smoothie yeah. Company in Steveson right now. Yeah. It can be running your smoothie shop. You can even be like insipid things such as like folding your laundry, like yeah. brushing your teeth, or you doing that to the best of your ability. Totally. And I think that's a beautiful place for us to conclude this conversation because life kind of comes full circle. And the first question was like basketball is a platform, and now we are. Yeah leveraging or, or gaining influence within our, our respective communities through basketball. Yes, yeah. So cool, that's, if this was a live audience, this would be a standing ovation yeah, for Kat right now, yeah. but uh, there's an audience of a couple, but yeah. so Kat, thank you for your time. Thank you for having me. For sure. Um, if this conversation res resonated with you in any way, shape, way, shape, or form, feel free to like, comment, and subscribe. And you can also find Kat's film, Finding Big Country, on Amazon Prime. We'll include it in the show notes below. So thank you very much. And uh, we'll see you all for our episode three. Peace.